Welcome to the Hope Talks podcast with Grayson Willis and Pastor Margaret Michael, where you'll hear inspiring stories that are filled with hope and good news in Jesus Christ. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and TuneIn. You can also listen to episodes on our church YouTube channel. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. And I'm Pastor Margaret Michael. Thanks for tuning in, and thanks for listening today. And today we're joined by Angela Cole. How are you doing today, Angela? Hey, guys. I'm good and thankful to be back. Yep, back. That's a, <laughs> I, I was going to say, uh, yeah, frequent guest, and we enjoy having Angela in today. And uh, Pastor Margaret, if you'd just like to say a little bit about uh, why Angela's back with us today and what we're going to be talking about. Yeah, so uh, Angela has recently uh, made a little shift in her life, and we talked about that recently, uh, resigning as a Kids Harbor director and uh, following a dream that she's had for a long time. And really, I think she's just going to be doing what she's been doing, that is building leaders. That's your heart, right? I hope so. Yes, it sure is. Um, And you found something that really caught your attention. So let's go into that a little bit, be a little bit deeper today, Um, an assessment um, that some may be familiar with, called the Enneagram, and uh, that caught your attention. And tell us a little bit about that journey into uh, where you are now. Okay, great. Well, it's exactly what you said, Pastor Margaret. I was, as I developed leaders and what I was doing previously and developing the team and wanting to always have a culture where we were aware of each other, where we were compassionate and kind and understood um, the people around us, I was constantly looking for things. You know, I've done strengths with you. Mm -hmm. I love that. You know, we've done, you know, Myers-Briggs, we've done different things. And I think that's just constantly looking for an opportunity to grow. And I came across the Enneagram. And um, many would say, oh, it's just the hot new thing. Um, Sure, um, if that's what it wants to be. And there's, you know, there's questions. But I chose the Enneagram. I had started reading about it, started looking just at what it meant and started reading about it for myself. But when I started realizing that it could help me understand members on my team better, mm, yes, function better, have more compassion, and they could understand me better and we could lead better together, mm-hmm. that's when I took a deeper dive. Mm-hmm. And um, that led me to certification. I chose to do certification. And for me, it is always important that whatever I do um, – points to Jesus. And I don't want anything um, that doesn't do that, that doesn't grow me or the folks that I work with in Christ. And so I studied the Enneagram through the lens of the gospel. And um, it's been a, it's just been a beautiful tool for this journey. So help us understand a little bit, studying it through the lens of the gospel. Flesh that out a little bit for us. What does that, sure. what, what does, does that, that mean? mean? Well, there is, if you were to Google the Enneagram today, mm-hmm. There are plenty of what they would call, you know, evangelicals that say, "Ooh, warning, you know, there's a warning about the Enneagram. And for me, it was important to figure that yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, there's origins, you know, they say, oh, it, there's ancient origins. And some believe that and some don't. And, you know, that the person that really developed it was part of an occult. And I've read about that quite a bit and really prayed through it because, again, I don't want anything to do with anything that's absolutely, not Jesus. Absolutely, absolutely. And so um, when I found um, your Enneagram coach, they really focus on not even just the tool, but growing in awareness of yourself and compassion for others 
to help you to grow deeper in Christ. Mm-hmm. And that being aware of ourselves helps us to understand our dependence on Christ. Mm-hmm. And for me, um, my dependence on Christ has been a huge part of my whole journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can talk about that a little more, which was really important to me with the Enneagram. But, you know, I've prayed through this a lot, and I think that anybody can make anything not good, you right. know, or use it for evil. But when we seek the heart of God and we ask the Holy Spirit to guide us, um, He does. He does. Mm-hmm. And I think with the Enneagram, I have found that my motivations, my growth in leadership, God's been using these tools. I just didn't know what to call it. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Absolutely, and I my do. my journey has been in Him. And so it's just been verified for me that it is a tool to use to draw us and to grow us to Christ. So I feel good about it. I've also just really watched and watched other pastors use it. And again, it's a tool. God is our transformer. Absolutely. The Enneagram is not our transformer. The Enneagram is information to make us more aware of each other and of ourselves. God does the transforming work. And so true. You may, it helps us to be aware yeah. of how we interact with others. Absolutely. Um, of healthy interactions and very unhealthy. Right. Like what, we can live out of a positive place yeah. or we can live out of a negative place. But is that true with or without the Enneagram? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what they talk about is that we are Christ's beloved. And for that, we live in our healthiest place when we are deeply dependent on him. Mm-hmm. And for me, as a two, I'll give you an example. I just want to be loved. Mm-hmm. And you know what? As a leader, there were times in my leadership that I would do things out of the motivation that I wanted to be accepted and I wanted to be loved. Well, as I've grown in my leadership, and those were painful places. Mm-hmm. That was a daily struggle. But I will tell you that through the Enneagram and understanding that and seeing it, I've seen that God's been doing this just beautiful work in me that I now lead to please and honor God and to grow others. Do I struggle with wanting to be accepted and loved? Sure. Mm-hmm. But God helps me to keep that in the right place mm-hmm. and to let my motivations be pure. Yeah. And it's awareness. Oh, oh, that's why that's a struggle. Oh, that's why that's a, mm-hmm. you know, an eight. You were talking about an eight. Um, you shared with me that um, someone you know, mm-hmm. very close to you that you work with is an eight. Your husband's an eight. My husband's an eight. Yeah. Um, Knowing that being vulnerable is hard for them helps me as a two. Because you know what? I need all kinds of love. I like all the love, Mm -hmm. you know? But, you know, for my husband, that's vulnerable. Yeah. You know, intensity is easier than intimacy for him. Yes. So just making sure that just knowing that is going to help us work better with each other. It's going to help our marriages and our relationships. So that's just a glimpse. Yeah. I have... um... In my family, um, we range from five to nine. We have all the all the numbers. All the numbers. Five to nine. But it's beautiful. It's so it's beautiful because um, I'm a seven. You know, I'm gonna want the experience. I was say, all the adventure. And- I want the adventure. Um, I'm always up for an adventure. That's why you need that eight partner in your life to keep you focused, right? Because you can get distracted very easily. Yes. So I have, but one thing about the sevens and eights, and I learned this um, a few years ago, is that sevens and eights will say things that some numbers dare to think. Oh, absolutely. My husband says things that if I thought it, I would have to repent. <laughs> because I would feel guilty. And It's, it's the truth. It is. it is. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's not loving. So you have a seven and eight as parents. Oh, 
Wow. And then you have a six, a and, six a nine, and a nine. nine as children. As children, nine is a peacemaker. And the six... Is loyal and fearful. Yes. And they're unhealthy. Yeah. Can be very fearful. But very loyal. But very loyal and very ready to have a plan in action. Yes. And so yeah. um, it has helped us as a family to even have conversations of things that was evident in our home that we didn't realize. They didn't understand that, you know, this communication. Yeah, between their mom and dad. Yeah, which was a good thing. Like we were just, you know, Having communication. we were in our element. element. Yeah. And... So it's helped us to understand as a family the dynamics even of my husband and I in our conversations. Well, and also it shows them that that can be healthy with the right motivation and the right mm-hmm. heart and the right. right dependence on God. But it also helps you to be able to talk to your oldest daughter and know she may not offer her opinion because she wants to keep peace. Mm-hmm. And that the other one really needs you to be that authority in her life to be healthy and approve and Mm -hmm. give her that guidance, um, even though she has all the plans, you know, and just giving you understanding of how to reach them in a way that we might not have understood. Yeah. Um, Grayson, have you taken the Enneagram test yet? Not officially. I think there was one year on the way down to Project Galilee that I like searched one. Yeah. What car was, yeah, I'm trying to, where are you? Probably a six. Mm, Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. But I love it, and it's just so beautiful to understand because it just opens your eyes and makes you more aware and gives you the opportunity. And for me, again, dependence. Dependence has always been my road to Jesus. I needed him. You know, um, you've, you've heard this through me sharing with you through the years and the women here at church, but I feel like God in my careers, and I can start there, God has always put me in a place of dependence. Always. I mean, you know, he put me in a nursing facility at a very young age, I was leading. Um, my husband laughs because I would even talk. I would cut my hair short so I would not look so young. Um, he's glad I let it grow out now. But anyway, <laughs> I mean, all the things. And if I would have had that tool with those strong department heads that I worked mm-hmm. with then, it would have been so helpful. So helpful because I was trying to lead and earn respect and do all the things. But the things that devastated me, the things that were hard, um, I read an article um, actually just yesterday, and it was talking about a defining moment um, when God gives certain types of defining moment. Mm. And the two, it's talking about a burden you can't carry. Mm. And because we want to meet the needs of everybody. A two wants to carry those needs and meet those needs. And for me, you know, that long-term care facility, a child care program, a child care program through COVID was a burden I could not carry. Mm. Those were burdens I could not carry, but you know what? It drove me to the feet of Jesus. Mm-hmm. It took me to the feet of Jesus for a seven. For you, a defining moment could be a pain you can't outrun. Mm-hmm. When you've got to sit in that pain moment and you either find another adventure and you're unhealthy to cover it up, yeah. or you take it to the feet of Jesus and you sit in that pain just like he did mm-hmm. and you grow to know him and yeah. his character. Yeah. So. Yeah, and you know... My life before Jesus was running from pain and um, some of self-inflicted, honestly, you know, it was self-inflicted. So um, just understanding that and understanding of myself that when I making me aware of the fact that I do that, that I do run from pain and that I do look for something that 
I can grasp that is uh, an adventure. Just having that awareness has been life-changing. It really is, isn't it? And understanding that. uh, I remember early on, I saw this picture, um, and it was actually someone talking about the Enneagram, and it was a seven, but the picture was a bunny rabbit hiding in the grass. Just looking, yeah. one looking, and um, not willing to enter that um, because there was pain. And <laughs> I just that was mind-blowing for me yeah. to realize that, hmm, that's, but I have learned to sit in pain. Yeah. You know, I've learned what I have ran from all my life and that healing comes when we can understand ourselves enough to go, wait a minute, I'm running from something right now. And, and God can handle this. And when I'm aware of what, this struggle is, if I'm willing to take it to him, if I'm willing to take it to him, there is healing and hope. There is healing and hope. And it just kind of breaks down our filters. Mm -hmm. Um, I really discovered something really cool. Um, I'm a journaler. It helps me to pray. It helps me to get it out. And as I was studying the Enneagram and getting my certification, they talk about your core motivations. Each type has a core motivation. And so... It was so funny, it dawned on me one morning that that was something I often prayed even before the Enneagram, that throughout my journaling in the years of leading, I would pray, God, be my motivation. Mm. God, be my motive. I know that came from the heart of God, and mm. I know that came from the Holy Spirit because I did not want people to be my motivation. Mm. I did not want pleasing people. Um, I did not want that to be what caused me to lead every day. Mm-hmm. And I already knew that struggle. But it was like it when I read the Enneagram, I mean, I teased that. I almost threw up in my mouth a little bit. Pardon me. But I did when I read that description of it, too. <laughs> I was like, I don't want anybody to know that's me. I don't want anybody to know that those are my struggles. But you know what? Everybody has them. And God can make who he designed us to be to be beautiful. And it's about staying in relationship with him. It's yeah. just good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, Hope Talks is about bringing hope, right, to those listening. And um, I wonder if it might help if we run through just a blurb from each one. We've talked about a few of the numbers. We haven't talked about all of them. Right. So can we just run through, like, all the numbers and a brief of what they are? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So there are nine. Just to give people, if they don't know, um, there are nine Enneagram types. And if you look at the symbol for an Enneagram, it's nothing scary. It just points to, the reason it looks like a circle and it has lines is because each person has a type and then they're called wings on each side. So like for me, I'm a two and I can either be a two wing one or a two wing three. Mm -hmm. And that was a hard thing for me because I feel like I have a little pieces of what, um, of both. And I've read that like, you can call that kind of your salt and pepper to your type, Mm -hmm. brings out the seasoning in it, um, brings out the flavor, but, um, um, I've kind of landed that I'm a two-wing one, and what that means is is that um, I can lean toward those one tendencies. Um, and then also there's places that you go in stress, and there's places that you go in growth, and there's just depth to it that helps. So you're not just you're not just a number. Right. You know? We all have a little bit of. Yeah, and your story comes into it and flavors it. And so a seven, I know multiple sevens, and they're not just like you, Pastor Margaret. You know, all the twos you know are not like me or sixes. Right. So, but just a quick breakdown, a one is our perfectionist. Um, Our one is the one who wants to do everything right. They struggle with an inner critic. Um, A two is the helper, Mm -hmm. supporter. 
Um, they want to support, and sometimes they um, want to help when people don't need their help. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, a three is um, an achiever. Um, this person is our worker. This person is very success-oriented and um, driven. Sometimes the battle for a three is that they can be a workaholic. Um, they appearance have, means a lot. Yeah, and appearance. They love They love what people think of them. They love that their drive and their excellence um, brings approval. Mm-hmm. A four is, oh my goodness, <laughs> our sweet fours are individualists. They have lots of emotion. They can be, um, I had a four on my team, um, and very involved in drama um, as an actor. Not, I'm not calling this person dramatic. But they can be, mm-hmm. um, and can be temperamental. They like to sit in their feelings. Um, but it's what you do with it, you know. Um, a five is our investigator. They want to know all the things. <laughs> they want to, they can be very um, intense, and they can. They want to study. They want, once they know a topic, they want to know all the things about a topic. I love, um, I loved learning this about a five, um, because I had a person on, another uh, member of a team that I led, and they did not like last-minute decisions. That's very true of a five. Like, hey, can we, I'm so flexible. Like me, I can like, I can go from one thing to another. But this person, it offended them. Mm. And I was like, I didn't mean to do that, you know. Yeah. But it so deeply helped me to understand that was part of who they, who God made them. Mm-hmm. They needed warning. They needed, they couldn't switch gears as easily as I mm-hmm. could. And sometimes I switch gears to a fault. Oh. You know, it's, there's Girlfriend. no, that's not positive all the time. <laughs> Um, A six is a loyalist. Um, They are the ones who will be loyal to a fault, to someone who is uh, trustworthy. Mm -hmm. Um, And they also are the ones that you want on your team when you have, if there is a disaster looming. Oh, my goodness. Like, if you ever got caught in a storm, you want it to be a six because they have ponchos with them. They have all the things. They're ready. Mm -hmm. Kind of like um, Olivia in Moldova. Yes, when the COVID hit and she was in Moldova, mm-hmm. they were glad to have her. Yeah, she was on the phone with the Coast Guard. Yeah, she was getting them out. Yeah, she made a plan. Yes. There was no stopping. Right. She didn't wait for direction. <laughs> she called the Coast Guard. Um, I love it. Um, I had an, a six on my leadership team, and um, they would always be, they look out for what could happen mm-hmm. and could go wrong. Absolutely. And they have a plan in place and maybe three plans yep. just in case you need them. Um, they need to be heard. You know, be willing to hear them. Be willing to validate those feelings. Um, seven, our enthusiast. Oh um, yes, yes, yes. They're very busy. They're fun loving. They love adventure. At work, they need somebody to keep them on track because they can have all of the plans and all of the vision, but getting it, um, they can get scattered if not oh, yes, careful. For sure. Um, is that fair? Yes, that's fair. And actually, I was listening to someone the other day on a podcast. And they said that um, their employee said to them, we have enough big ideas for this year. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, Yeah. And he but said, you could wear the rest of your team out and you don't even know that you're doing it. Right. And, and so, you know, we can have big ideas all day long. Mm-hmm. But he said at first it kind of threw him that the person said that. <laughs> like, but he said it's so true. Like, he has big ideas all day long. But the thing is, the team has to carry out the big ideas. Right. You know, we have the vision, but we don't have the wherewithal. That's right. And that's why we're 
That's why we're a team. It's like the body of Christ. It's just so cool. And this is so good for when people are hiring and they know, hey, we're really missing that in this area. We need a big thinker. We need a visionary. We need that. I got all these detail people that can carry it out, but I need that. So it's beautiful for leaders who are building a team. Yes. Our eights are our challengers. They can come across and be intimidating even when they don't mean to be. And like we talked about a little bit ago, intimacy and vulnerability can be hard, but they're going to be the one that fights for that underdog. They see them and they're passionate about it. Can it, I tell you a great story about my husband? Yes. As an eight? Yes. Remember the deratio that mm-hmm. came through? Yes. So I was in West Virginia with a whole group of teenagers because the girls were teenagers at that yes. point, And they were going to Franklin to the drive-in movies. Mm-hmm. And I had a little seven-year-old with me that night as well. And she looks out the window and she goes, oh, Miss Margaret, look, the trees are really bendy. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we were in trouble at yes, that point. Yes, they were. <laughs> um, lights went out, phone went out, kids weren't home. And thank goodness for people that are goodwilled um, as the Fox's Pizza owner made a way back for all those kids in those two cars to get back to the camp that night. And we're sitting there around the campfires. That was the only light we had. And it was like 1130. And I said, Steve, Michael, we'll be here. And they're like, there's no way. The mountain over 33 is shut down mm-hmm. at 1230. He and Dennis Weiner pull in. Yeah. Because... He was going. He was your protector. Yes. He was going to make sure. He was my knight in shining armor that That's night. Right. Like, and he got us all home. We were home by two thirty in the morning, mm-hmm. and like, yes, he drove through someone's yard, uh, you know. But he was. He was going to make. A he, way. Was gonna, he was going to. He was going to charge through. And when no one else is leading, they will lead. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's. It was really. That's such a beautiful memory and a beautiful example of that, and how you can value him. I think for me, with and Mike is my biggest cheerleader now, he might not use huge words of affirmation because that's so intimate and that kind of thing, but he he does it in such a way that makes me know he believes in me. Another thing about an aide, I just have to share, it makes me laugh because, you know, everybody has things that they enjoy doing. Well, an aide likes a project. They like a project. Always. And they like to have it complete. And I am like, I mean, our house, that's why we live in a house that's, from 1890. Are you laughing because you, does Steve do that too? <laughs> oh, that makes me laugh. It's true. They it have is. to have a project where I'm like, can we just put our jammies on and read a good book or drink some coffee? And he's like, you know, let's rip this kitchen out. That's what we're going to do. Let's rip it out and let me rebuild it. And I'm like, do you need to get some help with that? He's like, excuse me? No, no. I can do this myself. I'm going to do it myself. And he does do it himself. Mm-hmm. It's fabulous. So, yeah, um, I told Steve, I said, when, if you pass, before I do, I said, I'm going to put on your tombstone, Steve puttered, and then he was gone. Because <laughs> he never stops. There's never a stop. There's never a stop. Oh, he sat down on the couch on Sunday, and he's like, do you want to go for a walk? I said, no, I don't. He's like, do you want, I forget what the other thing was. I'm like, no, I really just want to sit here. And he's like, why would you want to do that? And I said, why would you want to do something? <laughs> I know. Why do we need an activity right now? Why do we need a project? But then our peacemakers um, are number nine. And um, I think they're just the ones that kind of pull it all together yes. and keep us sane. Um, they're the ones who they want peace and sometimes to a fault. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to really encourage them to speak their voice. They're very agreeable, very kind. Sometimes to the fault, the most kind people ever. But um, I had a beautiful 
nine on my team um, at Kids Harbor, and she could always see. She would be the one who could mediate everything. Hey, let's look at it from this perspective. Let's look at it from this perspective. And they really do want you to ask their opinion. They really do. Mm -hmm. And then really value it because they get missed. They get missed because they're just keeping the peace and they're quiet. And Well, I think about it in your own home, Margaret, with a seven, an eight, a six, and then a nine. Mm -hmm. That nine could be lost in the mix if you didn't make sure her voice was heard. It's funny you say that. as a young mom, I think the girls were like five and six. We did a parenting class with Pastor Carrie, and he said, "You all with you, compl- your compliant children." Uh, this isn't a total quote, but this is the way I remember. Um, <laughs> he said, "You with your compliant children think you have it made," and he said, "But with your strong-willed child, you might not like what you hear, but you always know where they stand." Right. And he said, "So you have to figure out." how to get your compliant child to talk. And so I decided, okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And so I began to sit beside their bed at night, ask how their day went. Now, I'd already known how one of their days had went because <laughs> they already told me. But I did that for both of them uh, well into their teenage years. And it became a place um, where Sydney had a voice, yeah. could share, um, because she wasn't just going to come out with it, but she would hold it. And she looked forward to that because you gave her that sweet yeah. spot. And I didn't know anything about this. I know. Do you see what I mean? But it was a tool that helped us to build a relationship and helped her to have a voice right. in a home with a six, seven, and an eight. Yeah, absolutely. So. so beautiful. And we just gave a very small glimpse, but it kind of, I hope it resonates with somebody today. They heard a little bit like, oh, that might be me. Um, because when you start reading a little deeper, it just helps you see. Oh, and there are typing tests out there. You can take a typing test. You can even go on your Enneagram coach, which is where I studied it through the gospel, mm-hmm. and take a free test. And I'm working with a couple of folks right now that were like, I don't think that's right. And we have to work through sitting in those motivations and say, okay, what are your core fears? What are your core longings? You know, what are your core weaknesses and core desires? And it helps you realize, oh, this is why I'm working this way. This is why I'm doing this. You know, at my best, I tend to lean towards a five. Mm-hmm. And in your I, growth. In my growth and my weakness, I tend to lean towards a one. Mm-hmm. So I had a huge aha when I realized when I start really cleaning, Watch out. focused, <laughs> <laughs> I have to pay attention to that. And you're going to do it with perfection if you're at that place. Yes. And it's going to be, everybody better stay out of your way, probably. I'll do this on my own. Yes. Right. So, yeah, it's it's been really good um, to be able to look back over my life and look at, you know, me now and understand what those moments mean yeah. and be able to help pull myself back into a healthy place. Well, and I'm sure as you minister to women and as you minister to, you know, folks in CR and, and all the areas that you minister these things for just to be able to say, have you thought of this? Have you mm-hmm. are just so eye opening? I had a, um, I posted something recently, and a CR leader commented and said, "Angela, these are the things we use in CR, and mm-hmm. that's just God showing you that these tools are given just to draw us back to Him and draw mm-hmm. us to a place of hope and healing." Yeah, and God can use anything. Well, he can use whatever He wants. Um, he <laughs> He spoke through a donkey, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he can use whatever He wants to help us become more like him 
Grayson, we have really... We have just let you listen to us today, buddy. What do you want to know, Grayson? I was, <laughs> I was just going to say thanks for joining us, Angela, and sharing with us. And just uh, anything else in closing that you would like to share with us kind of to, to wrap it up? I guess just to say, you know, if this is something that you think your team, your church group, you as an individual, I just love diving in with folks, teams, to help them to grow, to understand themselves and um, those that are around them better, and most importantly, to draw them to Christ. So that's something that, you know, I have the beautiful opportunity to do. So if there is someone that wants to do that, they can find me um, at um, angelacoldevelopment.com and or message me on Facebook and or Instagram. I would love to work with you and love to have that opportunity. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for joining us, Angel. I'm just going to say a prayer for you and the ministry that you're doing in closing. Lord, uh, we thank you for Angela and uh, for how she stepped out in faith for this next chapter in her life. And I just pray that you guide and direct her each step of the way as she helps people grow in their development and their leadership, Lord. And uh, just uh, bless her and bless her family, her husband, Mike, and their kids, Gwenna and Eli and Ivy, Lord. And I just thank you for those that you will bless through Angela's ministry, Lord. And uh, thank you for allowing her to be able to join us today on Hope Talks. And uh, I just ask all this in your name. Amen. Amen. Angela, thank you for joining us today. It's been great to have you. Thank you, Grayson. Thank you, Margaret. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. We pray that as you've heard us talk with Angela Cole about the Enneagram, that today's broadcast truly has been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Hope Talks is sponsored by Church of the Nazarene Harrisonburg in partnership with Sunshine Ministries. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Hope Talks. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe for all the updates and latest episodes. Also, if you're in the Harrisonburg or Rockingham County area, we invite you to listen on the radio each Sunday at noon on 1470 AM or 102.1 FM WBTX.